better health begins at Tidelands Health, dedicated to keeping the communities we serve healthy and active. That's why we're proud to present our podcast series, Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. So there's a lot of information floating around about the coronavirus. So let's go over the facts and share helpful tips for you. Joining us to provide that important information is Dr. Roxanne Latimer, a family physician with Tidelands Health Medical Park at the Market Common in Myrtle Beach. Dr. Latimer, thank you so much for your time. So this is a quickly developing situation. So as of the recording of this podcast in early March 2020, let's review what we know right now. Let's start with the basics. What is the coronavirus? The coronavirus is a class of viruses that generally are transmitted person to person. And we're very familiar with them in that it is the class of virus uh, that can cause a common cold. Now, occasionally a new version of it will develop, which is what happened with the COVID-19. It is a novel virus. It is brand new, first identified in December 2019. And it is thought to have developed first in the animal population, then transmitted to humans. Those tend to be much more aggressive. Okay, so it's from the family of the common cold. So then how does it spread? Does it spread like a common cold would? Yes, I'd like to describe it more similarly to the flu, though. Even though it's not related to the flu virus, it's very similar in its symptoms and its spread. So everyone's heard of the flu around late fall, early winter. We get an outbreak usually that usually calms down um, around March, April, when spring is in in full swing. And the symptoms are very much like flu, fever, cough, congestion, perhaps shortness of breath, those kinds of symptoms. So those are the symptoms, fever, cough, nasal congestion, shortness of breath. So those symptoms sound similar to the flu. How can a person tell the difference between the coronavirus and the flu? Very good question. Um, It is very difficult to tell the difference between the two, other than as of right now, flu is very prevalent in the United States and coronavirus is not yet prevalent in the United States. So as of right now, then, what is a bigger threat for our area, coronavirus or the flu? The flu most certainly is the bigger threat at the moment. We've had approximately 18,000 deaths to date from influenza, whereas with coronavirus, it is a serious virus that we're keeping a very close eye on. We've had under 20 deaths in the United States due to the coronavirus. Right. So knowing the flu is a bigger threat. Speaking of the coronavirus, and you just said not a lot in the area, but how how big of a threat do you think the coronavirus is or will be to the people in our area? Very good question. So it's a, it's a rapidly changing situation at this time In the United States, it's not widely spread. We have approximately reports from about 12 states that have um, confirmed cases of coronavirus or COVID-19. So it's not yet widespread. Which is the good news. And let's talk about how we can maybe keep it from becoming widespread. What can a person do to protect themselves from getting coronavirus? So that part is 
intuitive. It's what we do to avoid getting sick in general. And so in that way, I think as long as we really make an effort to focus on hand hygiene, uh, washing your hands frequently, we recommend 20 seconds with soap and water if possible. If you don't have access to soap and water and your hands are soiled, it's a good idea to use one of those alcohol-based hand sanitizers, uh, usually 60% or higher in alcohol, but most of them are. And then just good hygiene. Avoid touching your face with your hands, uh, especially if they're soiled, but in general, it's good practice because the way it is spread is through coughing or sneezing. A, a little droplet can land on somebody else's hands or face and infect them. And so as long as you're careful about washing your hands before you touch your own face, you should be fine. So there's your preventative measures. Everyone should know this by heart. Wash your hands for 20 seconds or longer with soap and water. If you don't have soap and water, use a hand sanitizer such as Purell with at least 60% alcohol content. And please avoid touching your face. And I imagine these same preventative tips are good for preventing other viruses such as the flu. Exactly. So it's it, like I said, it's, you know, a lot of people are very worried about it, and obviously it's it's a big concern right now, but we already know what to do. We just have to do it diligently. Yeah, you got to stick with it. You can't just be, eh, I'm not going to wash my hands today. So if someone does contract the coronavirus, how is it treated? As of right now, there's no specific medication that makes it go away faster or decreases the severity of the illness. So the treatment is really making sure your immune system is at its best fighting it off. For most people who get COVID-19, it's an influenza-like illness, which their own body overcomes. Now, anytime you get sick with one of these types of illnesses, there's a possibility of secondary infections. And for those secondary infections, treatment would be supportive treatment with, you know, uh, medications to treat a lung infection or a sinus infection, if needed, oxygen for shortness of breath and things like that. We call it supportive measures. It's more severe, we start treating those complications and we do have treatment for the complications. Great to know. And then lastly, we've heard on the news that 80% of people will have mild symptoms, 15% severe, and then you know, another 5%. It's critical. Is that's about right. So it's good to know, probably don't panic. If you're healthy, you're probably going to be okay. If you're older and you have a compromised immune system, you should be a little bit more concerned. Is that right? Exactly. So, you know, being humans, we sort of jump to the worst case scenario, but the vast majority of people who get COVID-19, it's more of a mild um, illness. And, and perhaps so mild that they didn't seek testing or or need medical care per se. So again, as we start to get to know more about this virus, as we find more information, some of those percentages may change, perhaps in a direction that reassures us. But for now, that's the best data that we have. Well, Dr. Latimer, you're doing just that. Thank you for the education and informing us and reassuring us as well. Thank you so much for your time. Sure. My pleasure. Thank you. 
That's Dr. Roxanne Latimer. And stay up to date on the latest with coronavirus and find more details and helpful tips at TidelandsHealth.org. And if you found this podcast helpful, please share it on your social channels and check out the full podcast library for topics of interest to you. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.